0: Together, growing in faith, changing communities. My dear brothers and sisters, I'd like us to reflect on the book of Ruth, chapter 2, from verse 1 to verse 17. In those days, now, Naomi had a kinsman of her husband's, a man of wealth, of the family of Elimelech, whose name was Boaz. And Ruth, the Moabite, said to Naomi, Let me go to the field and glean among the ears of grain after him in whose sight I shall find favour. And she said to her, Go, my daughter. So she sent forth and went and gleaned in the field after the reapers. And she happened to come to the part of the field belonging to Boaz who was of the family of Elimelech. Then Boaz said to Ruth, Now listen, my daughter, do not go to glean in another field or leave this one, but keep close to my maidens. Let your eyes be upon the field which they are reaping and go after them. Have I not charged the young men not to molest you? And when you are thirsty, go to the vessels and drink what the young men have drawn. Then she fell on her face, bowing to the ground, and said to him, Why have I found favor in your eyes, that you should take notice of me when I am a foreigner? But Boaz answered her, All that you have done, For your mother-in-law, since the death of your husband, has been fully told me. And how you left your father and your mother and your native land and came to a people that you did not know before. So Boaz took Ruth and she became his wife. And he went into her and the Lord gave her conception. And she bore a son. Then the woman said to Naomi, Blessed be the Lord, who has not left you this day without next of kin. And may his name be renowned in Israel. He shall be to you a restorer of life and a nourisher of your old age. For your daughter-in-law, who loves you, who is more to you than seven sons, has born him then Naomi took the child and laid him in her bosom and became his nurse and the women of the neighborhood gave him a name saying a son has been born to Naomi they named him Obed he was the father of Jesse the father of David it's it's an interesting it's a beautiful story There's a lot in this story. There's so much in this narrative. The first aspect is of Ruth, who goes to her mother-in-law and said, we cannot sit here and die out of hunger. And so she does what Naomi would have known as a native Israelite, that in their culture, When it is harvest time, they do not take everything from the field, but they leave some for those who are less fortunate, so that they may find something to eat. And that is something of great importance even today. Am I my brother's keeper? Am I my sister's keeper? How can I sit comfortably Having acquired so much, more than what I need at the time. Can I really sit comfortably while others are struggling? There's so much that we can share in the world. There's so much food. There's so much wealth. But am I able, am I prepared to share with the less fortunate? My dear brothers and sisters, I have heard the narrative that poverty is a result of laziness. That's not always true. That's not always true. I've known people, hard-working people. I've known dedicated men and women, people of great honor of great status who are poor. People who given a chance will grab it and run with the baton. I know of people whose lives have been changed drastically. So the argument that poverty is as a result of a bad Or laziness is not applicable to all people. Poverty can be a result of bad leadership. It can be a result of bad decisions, but also it can be imposed on people. It can be imposed by us who choose to be envious, who choose to be jealous, who choose to be selfish when I refuse to share my resources when I refuse to share with those who need. You see here, Ruth, a younger woman going to an older woman, and she takes charge. We cannot seat. In this state forever and that's the first part for me she refuses to be seen as a statistic she refuses to receive shame she refuses to be seen and pitied upon she takes charge and she says I want to do something about this situation She goes out into the house, into the field rather, and she ends up in the field of Boaz. Now Boaz notices Ruth. He inquires about this woman and he is told who she is. Obviously he can see this is a foreigner and probably the language, the accent gives her out but this speaks to something else. Child and woman abuse. Here you find Boaz, who is a wealthy man because he's the owner of the fields. He's a rich man, but who refuses to use his power and authority to oppress this woman. How many of our women and children particularly have been raped so that they may get promotion, so that they may be financially able, so that they may get employment. How many had to go through such an ordeal? How many people in authority, both male and female, men and women, have abused women? But allow me to say they've also done the same to men where they've abused men for sexual favors in order to get what they want. And this speaks to that kind of abuse. That do I have respect first for self? Do I have respect for someone else? The third aspect, he knows she's a foreigner. What is my attitude towards foreigners? Do I paint them all with the same brush? Do I see all of them as drug addicts? Do I see all of them as criminals? Or am I able to see a person, a good man, a good woman, an honorable person. My dear brothers and sisters, make no mistake about this. Whether I am a native or a foreigner or a tourist, whatever name we are given, do I have the ability to treat people differently and to allow them to tell me and to show me who they are? And to deal with them having seen who they are. Not to presume that every person who speaks this way falls into this category. Every person who comes from this region falls into this category. That's a huge challenge. How do I treat those who are foreigners? But vice versa, as a foreigner, I mean, I was a foreigner for four years. How do I treat the natives of the land? Because it's also easy to think I am better. I know more. It's always easy to look down, to abuse, to destroy that which I have not worked hard for. Do I know where my place is? The other aspect that also speaks to me Boaz answers Ruth. Ruth says, why have I found favor in you? Why me? And Boaz says something absolutely amazing. It's because of what you did to your mother-in-law. I've been told of what you did. After you lost your husband, how you stayed with her, how you came into this land, and how you've looked after her. And I'm convinced, I'm truly convinced that the good we do does not go unnoticed. Just, be, just that because people don't tell you about it, it doesn't mean you must stop doing good. And the Lord now pays Ruth. Continue to do good. People will be negative. People will be impossible. People will be different. People will be nasty. But continue to do good. Not for them. It is not for their approval. You're doing it because you know it's something that you want to do. May the Virgin Mother of God continue to be with us, to protect, to bless, and to guide us, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail, Holy Queen, Mother of Mercy. Hail our life, our sweetness, and our hope. Today do we cry, poor, banished children of Eve. Today do we send up our sighs, mourning and weeping in this valley of tears. Tend then, O oh, most gracious advocate, thine eyes of mercy towards us. And after this, our exile, show unto us the blessed fruit of thy womb, Jesus. O clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary. May Almighty God bless and protect us, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.